0: Welcome back to the Long Distance Work Life, where we help you lead, work, and thrive on remote and hybrid teams. I'm Marissa Eikenberry, a fellow remote worker, and joining me is my co-host and remote work expert, Wayne Tremell. Hi, Wayne. Hey,
1: that would be me. Hi, Marissa.
0: <laughs> How are you doing today? I am
1: swell. I I'm excited that today's topic is very fun, and it's the kind of geeky thing that makes me happy. So.
0: Awesome. Well, for those of you who have been listening for a while, or maybe you just tuned into our Manager of the Heartbeat episode, Wayne mentioned something called the Jahari window and said we need to talk about it in a future episode because we didn't have time right then. So today's the day and we're going to talk about that. So, Wayne, why don't we start with what is the Jahari window?
1: The Jahari window is a model. And like all successful models, it's deceptively simple. Right. <laughs> basically a good consultancy for square these two psychologists in about 1955 came Mm -hmm. up with this and it's an attempt to explain why people don't always understand each other and what makes sense and and so if you picture a square and there's things that are known to ourselves on the y-axis and across the bottom uh, you've got things that are known to others and you've got these four boxes and they're basically when it comes to yourself there are things that you know about yourself of course and then there are things that you don't know about yourself you know right. the little subconscious unconscious things that we do and then next to that there are Things others know about you. So there are things you know, and there are things that others know about you. Wayne is an extrovert, but not as much as we think he is. So if he gets tired and grumpy, leave him alone. He'll be all better. Everybody knows that. (laughs) You're
0: right. And for those of you who are listening on audio, we're going to have a link to what this looks like in the show notes. And those of you that are watching on video, you're actually seeing the Jahari window, or have already seen it in this episode.
1: So, uh, you know, we know that about Wayne. So if we're going to work with Wayne, he knows it. It's no surprise to him that he can be a grumpy, cranky old man. And everybody else knows it, too. But he's harmless. And so no harm, no foul. But there are also things that they might not know or that they might know that I don't.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Right. So there's things I know that I know, there are things that I don't know, there are things about other people that I don't know, and there are things other people don't know about me. And that's essentially the model, and it makes sense. I I think I used the, cynically, I used an example from the Gulf War where Donald Rumsfeld said there are things we know, there are things we know we don't know, there are things we don't know that we don't know. I mean,
0: right. Yeah. You don't and, know what and, you don't know. <laughs> and, and all of
1: this is a way of saying that anytime you're in a work environment, communication is important. The more you share knowledge, the more you know and your colleagues or your boss or your customers know, the less chance there is for misunderstanding. Right now the next question because you are nothing if not a professional and you have a list
0: <laughs> Indeed, <I do. laughs>
1: the next question because i know that about marissa you see how that works the next obvious question is when we're talking about remote work yeah so how does what? this apply <laughs> right how does this apply and the answer is it on one hand like so much that we talk about here it's exactly the same right when you're working on a team if you don't share your motivations, if you don't share information that you know with your team, it makes it harder for them. There's a better chance for misunderstanding. There's a chance the quality of the work won't be as good. But of course, in a in-person setting, there are cues and there are sort of things in the air that you pick up by osmosis. You know, something's bugging Marissa today. What's going on? I know that because I look at you and you get that little forehead scrunchy thing. <laughs> and, and that's great. If the only contact I have with you is on Slack and you type me a message, I may not know that your forehead is scrunching and right. doing its thing. And, and so that's why it's important in a remote environment to intentionally and appropriately help people get access to information that they need.
0: Right. It's just like we talk about all the time, like communication is super important and we need to be communicating with the members of our team and our managers and our leaders and our leaders need to be communicating to the employees and you get the whole deal. Well, I do.
1: And here's the thing that I like about models.
0: Mm -hmm. None of
1: them are perfect. There is no such thing as a perfect model. And Lord knows the human beings that the models apply to are not perfect.
0: Right. But what
1: I like is anything that I can look at that stops me in my tracks and says, hey, have you thought about this? Yes. Right. If we aren't getting the work done, if there's a lot of, maybe there's a lack of trust. Okay. Okay. Because I've worked with Marissa a few times and eh, her work's okay. Doesn't, you know, here's the thing if you're looking at the window, Marissa is going, Hey, I'm working as hard as I can. I've never done this before. Mm -hmm. I'm a little stressed. Wayne seems like a jerk. So if I screw up, you know, it's going to, it's going to, I don't want to yell at me. me. That's what's going on in your head. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm in the window of, I don't know what's going on in your head. I'm only seeing the work product and the work product, And this is obviously not true, dear listener. The work product is not what it should be. That's what I see.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Right. Now, if we have a conversation and I go,
0: you know, the
1: work product could, it could have more detail to it. Mm -hmm. What's going on? And we have a conversation and you get to, well, I didn't want to overload you with detail because I was in a meeting one time and you said somebody talked too much. And so I was trying not to do that.
0: Right. We can
1: have a conversation about the appropriate level of detail that I need on this. And now we both know what we know. (laughs)
0: Right. Absolutely.
1: Right. That's the thing is that there needs to be more explicit conversations. And it's about things like how does this affect you, right? Are Mm -hmm. you confident in this? Are you unconfident in this? Those are sometimes uncomfortable conversations, depending on your work style and your personality and who you're talking to and power structure and all kinds of things. Right. And they're critical. That's how you build trust, because if there's a bunch of stuff In the, I don't know this about her window, Mm -hmm. there's a better likelihood of there being an unpleasant surprise. Or, you know, I don't quite trust her because what I'm seeing isn't what she's saying. And and so, to me, the value of this Mm -hmm. is when, at the first sign of something being off. You know, there was a a famous Sherlock Holmes story. So famous, of course, I don't remember the title of it. (laughs) But the idea is that he knew that the killer knew the victim because the dog didn't bark.
0: Ah, yes. Because it wasn't a stranger. Okay.
1: Right? It, it, It wasn't a stranger. And so... The fact that there wasn't a dog bark was actually the clue. Mm -hmm. And very often in remote work, it's what you don't see. You know, and and usually that takes the form of changed behavior.
0: I think we've talked about this a little bit before, where it's like everything is fine and then something changes and it's like, oh, what happened here?
1: (laughs) And, And the problem is that when it changes radically and dramatically, your brain goes, hey, wait a minute, there's something here. Right it's when you get that frog in a pot Mm -hmm. thing and and the analogy as most of you know and I don't know who conducted this experiment because it's really nasty. I
0: was going to say the poor frog.
1: Yeah the poor frog. How many frogs did they have to boil? (laughs) The, The point is that the adage goes that if you put a frog in a pot of boiling water the frog will jump out going hey that's hot you idiot and if you put a pot a frog in a pot of regular water and slowly turn up the heat the frog will boil to death because he's not smart enough to realize that things have changed until it's too late Mm -hmm. and on remote teams and in hybrid teams to a degree as well very often the frog is thoroughly cooked before we know there's a problem.
0: Right. We've talked about this on a previous episode about burnout especially.
1: Yeah, exactly right. You don't know that somebody has passed their limit until
0: they they're snap, putting in their two weeks or they give
1: their notice <laughs> or whatever it is, exactly right.
0: Yeah. So do you have any examples of like how the Johari window can be used to improve communication? I mean, I know we just talked about like, if you do improve your communication in general, this is going to make all of this better because you're going to know stuff. But like, is there something specifically that leaders can do?
1: Yeah, I I think that it's really about asking questions, right? If you know, there are two things, asking questions and being transparent. You have to ask questions because, and Ke- Kevin is well known for saying this, and I have plagiarized him shamelessly, which is your boss has a lot of talents. Reading your mind is not one of them.
0: Right? Yeah, we are not mind readers. I say we that. A lot are too. not
1: mind readers? Some <laughs> of us are better than others. Some mm-hmm. of us pick up vibes, or or do the others are completely oblivious, and we're going about our business.
0: And some you of know. that takes years to develop, too.
1: It does, and it's. Partly having your, improving your radar in general, Mm -hmm. there's the length of the relationship and the depth and the solidity of the relationship with that individual person.
0: Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's also, do you like them? Because if you like them, you're more willing to work on that relationship. And if you don't, well. Well,
1: exactly right. And here, you know, when it goes to confirmation bias, so-and-so did that because they're having a bad day versus so-and-so did that because of course they did, because that's how they are. (laughs) Right. So, you know, we need to get better at asking questions. And you have to be very careful. Tone is critical when you're asking these questions. There is a fundamental difference between... What were you thinking when you did that? What was going on? Right. Versus what were you
0: thinking? <laughs> it's the Goblet of Fire. Harry, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's two separate, you know, there, there are two separate uh, approaches to the exact same words. Right. You know, I, I because I tend to be grumpy and snarky, um, <laughs> I try to avoid what were you thinking, even though that's that's a perfectly legitimate question. I want to know what led you to that decision or to take that action. Right. And it's a legitimate question, but it's very easily misinterpreted.
0: Yeah. It's way easier so, to say something like, what was going on in your mind when this was happening? Like, I, I, I
1: don't even go there. I try oh, to really? go to what happened.
0: Oh, that makes sense. You have done that with me. Now Just that say
1: that. I, I have done it with you. <laughs> it's like, what
0: happened? Yeah. And sometimes and, I'm like, I screwed up. <laughs>
1: Well, but here's the thing, right? If I say what happened, your response gives me way more information than the question itself actually warrants. right? Fair. What you said, oh, well, I screwed up. Okay. So she knows that she did something wrong. I don't have to come down on her like a ton right. of bricks. I have to figure out what happened and how do we help her do that better? Mm-hmm. Right. But if I say what happened and you start with the excuses, you know, it was all Marlene's fault and you know how she is. and (laughs) Okay. Let's break that down.
0: Right. So I'm going to change gears a little bit, but are there drawbacks to using this framework in a remote setting?
1: I don't know that there are actual drawbacks to using it. I think that like so many things, um, we can use it to confirm what we already believe you when you're looking at any model but right. the jahari window is a very simple example of that you need to be really honest about what you know and what you don't know okay right and well they should know that because i told them
0: well <laughs> doesn't
1: always carry a lot of weight. This gets to the transparency part of this, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, yes, I need to know what they're thinking and I want as much information as I can, can glean so that I can treat this person appropriately. But are they trusting me? Have I made myself available? Have I given them enough information and evidence? You know, it goes to the trust model that we've talked about so much on this show that's such an important part of our courseware that you know for trust to exist you need to have proof of alignment and purpose proof of competence and proof of motives and if you're not providing those things and being transparent it's really easy for people to not pick up on signals or not interpret your actions correctly
0: yeah no, that totally makes sense. So um, I know we're coming up on our time, but are there, you know, best practices or tips for leaders who might be listening to this going, okay, I need to use this model. How do I start?
1: Yeah. The first thing is take a look at the model and, you know, just kind of get it in your, you know, burn it into your cortex so that you can recall it when needed or keeping, you know, keep a copy handy somewhere. hmm you know, a simple keep it on your computer so that you can call it, call the graphic up when you need it.
0: Yeah, tape um, it to your wall, whatever you need to do, right? <laughs> whatever
1: it takes, right? Whatever you got to do. I, I think that once you've done that, take a, an example, take something that you're having trouble communicating with somebody on and fill in the blanks. That makes sense. What do I know? What do I know for a fact?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do I think I know, but I'm not entirely sure? Right? What haven't I told that person? And maybe what information am I missing? And then use that to guide the conversation.
0: Yeah, that makes a ton you know, of sense. You know, we've
1: we hear so much about um constructive inquiry and And all all of those things, crucial conversations, it's just a way to identify what do I need to share and what do I need to find out in order to understand and communicate with this person better.
0: That makes sense. As always, communication is the key to remote teams and remote work and so many things in life. That's
1: why we need things like models, right? Because we can say, well, you need to communicate better. Okay, Wayne, I'll get right on that.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I have a whole story about what I learned about the disc model and blew my ever-loving mind. Uh, But that's for a different day. Well, maybe
1: we need to tell that story soon.
0: I will add it to the list. And listeners, I want to thank you so much for listening to Long Distance Work Life. Wayne, thank you for this conversation too. I really hope that it was beneficial for our listeners. For show notes, transcripts, and other resources, make sure to visit longdistanceworklife.com. If you haven't yet, Subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. And while you're there, be sure to like and review. This helps us know what you love about our show. Feel free to contact us via email or LinkedIn with the links in our show notes. And let us know you listened to this episode or suggest a topic for Wayne and I to tackle in a future episode. If you'd like to learn more about remote teams, order Wayne and Kevin Eikenberry's new book, The Long Distance Team. You can learn more at longdistanceteambook.com. Thanks for joining us. And as Wayne likes to say, don't let the weasels get you down.